Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends and you beautiful people. (laughs) We are continuing on this really interesting conversation about tongues and not misusing them, not focusing only on feelings and on what we want to see, but on love and on God and how he is at work underneath it all. And ultimately, right, on building up each other, not on puffing ourselves up, right? (laughs) Not on feelings, but on building each other up in love and in Christ. And Paul goes on about this. And to be honest, this passage that we're going to read was a little bit confusing to me because it, it does seem to be a little bit contradictory. So let's see if we can piece it out together. But take this as a reminder that I'm not perfect. I don't have all the answers. No human person's going to have all the answers. But we can have these tough conversations together and I would always invite you to be questioning what I say and going to God's word yourself, going to God yourself, asking for wisdom, asking for clarity and seeking clarity from scripture. And a reminder that if you ever want to have a conversation about what I share here, just reach out to me. I'd love to have a conversation about whatever you may be concerned about, questioning, anything like that. I would love to hear from you. So without further ado, let's dive into 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 20, and I'm reading from the ESV. Brothers, do not be children in your thinking. Be infants in evil, but in your thinking be mature. And first and foremost, I absolutely love this. And again, it just seems like he is calling them out because the immaturity that he saw at the church in Corinth was all the way back to division. And it was all the way back to almost like this misunderstanding where they were allowing certain things like sin to run rampant because it would be difficult to address. Or where in this case, they are maybe prioritizing their feelings and their desires over Christ and truth and love. And so they were being immature in their thinking. And remember, they were dealing and struggling with division, with strife. And it's so interesting that he says, right, do not be children in your thinking. So don't be immature in your thinking. Be infants in evil. And this word for evil can also mean like spite and malice and viciousness. It can mean trouble or misfortune. So he wants you to be infants, be immature in those areas in, in causing strife, right? Spite leads to strife. So be immature infants in evil in those areas, but in your thinking, in your mind, be mature. And maturity, the thing about maturity is that is that it's a it's a stage of growth, right? Maturity doesn't just stop. Yes, once we reach adulthood at a certain age, but we had to grow to get there. And then when you're an adult, you don't just stop growing. Maybe physically you stop growing in the same way, right? But But we keep growing in our minds and in our hearts and in our experiences throughout life. And so maturity means growth. So it's so beautiful that he's saying, you know, be infants in evil. 
You can be immature in those areas. <laughs> but in your mind, be mature, be growing. He goes on to say, In the law it is written, By people of strange tongues and by the lips of foreigners will I speak to this people, and even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. And this verse actually comes from Isaiah 28, verse 11. And here Isaiah is sharing about judgment that will be coming on Jerusalem, on God's people. And this is like a sign. Right? Even though God is speaking to them in this way, still they don't hear it. And it's pointing to this idea that sharing in this way by people of strange tongues and by the lips of foreigners, that's like a sign. And so when Paul goes on to say, thus, tongues are a sign, not for believers, but for unbelievers. This word sign, it's really cool, you guys. As I'm looking it up, I absolutely love the way they say this. They say a sign is an outward indication of a secret power or a secret truth. It's like a miracle, right? But what is the heart of a miracle? It is showing outwardly what is hidden, what is underneath. And that is such a beautiful picture. And so even in the Old Testament, God God was doing these things, and yet his people weren't always listening, right? So keep that in mind that this idea of speaking in a tongue of speaking a unique language that can be a sign of God's power, of Holy Spirit's power and truth at work. Thus, tongues are a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. While prophecy, right, and that's declaring the will of God, and and again, that's sometimes in regards to the future, but it can also just be his will, which we know is his word, Thus, tongues are a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers, while prophecy is a sign not for unbelievers, but for believers. If, therefore, the whole church comes together and all speak in tongues, and outsiders or unbelievers enter, will they not say that you are out of your minds? So here we see that even this sign can almost be, like, overdone. So if someone who is not a Christian who doesn't believe in Jesus, comes in and they're seeing everybody speaking and talking nonsense, I mean, that can lead them to say, are you out of your minds? But if all prophesy, that's declaring God's will, his word, and an unbeliever or outsider enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. The secrets of his heart are disclosed. And this phrase is really cool too because the secrets of his heart, it's almost like the inward nature of your heart. When we're looking at the Greek, the inward nature of the heart are disclosed. They are made public. They are revealed. And so, falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. And so while, yes, a sign can show power and truth in an outward way, it is God's word. It is declaring his will that actually impacts the heart. If all prophesy and an unbeliever outsider enters, he is convicted by all, right? That hits the heart. He is called to account by all, having to take account of your actions. And the secrets, the inner nature of his heart are disclosed. They're made public. 
God's word, God's will, that hits at the heart. It knows our inmost being. Sharper than a two-edged sword, right? It pierces. It hits the heart because it is living and active. And that heart impact, right? Signs are great and they can get your attention and they can point to power and truth. But prophesying, declaring God's word, that is sharing the truth. And the truth hits the heart. And then unbelievers will be falling on his face. He will worship God and declare that God is really among you. So we want to be sharing God's word because God's word is powerful. And you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think back in Acts when the Pentecost happened and when Holy Spirit came, right? Holy Spirit came in fire and then all of them were speaking in tongues. But their tongues, yes, it was a sign, right? Because people are like, whoa, I'm hearing my language. That's the cool thing though. Their tongues weren't gibberish. They were speaking the truth to people's hearts and to different people's hearts in different languages. So they were combining this power of a sign with the power of God's word and God's truth. And that is what made the impact. So while yes, both are important, right? Both are important. We need to be building one another up. Paul goes on to say, what then brothers? When you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Let All things be done for building up. All things. And Paul's going to go on to give a little bit more clarity about how tongues are meant to be used in a service. Because like he has shared, if no one understands you, it's not building anyone up. And there is not a space for it in a a public service like that. And so we're going to hear a little bit more about that tomorrow. But but just remember that sharing God's truth, sharing his word is powerful and it does build up. So how can you use your voice? And whether you know a lot about scripture or a little bit, you've heard scripture, right? You've seen it. How can you be sharing that scripture with other people? Or if you really truly don't feel ready yet to to share God's word and the truth about who he is, how can you be diving into his word to learn about his word even deeper? And I'd invite you to think about this in unique ways with your friends, with your circles, to be praying over opportunities to share God's truth with the people in your life and, and the boldness to act on those opportunities. So how can you be sharing God's living and active word that actually truly pierces the heart and leads to change? Dwell on that and I'll see you tomorrow morning. P.S. I know that scripture is so big and there's so much to it and I understand the feeling of being overwhelmed or almost feeling inadequate, feeling unsure in your knowledge of scripture or how to share it. So I just want to invite you that if you would like to dive deeper, if you would like to understand how with a resource or or get connected to a person, please reach out to me and I would love to have that conversation with you to give you the tools to understand scripture in a deeper way and to be able to share it in a way that is living out the purpose God has for you and building others up. So if you want to chat with me, I would love to hear from you. Send me a, an email at support at or reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Just send me a 
message at hesed.heart and I would I would love to chat with you and share with you some of the resources I have and to see how I can support you in this process of growth and growing to maturity in Christ to live out this purpose of building others up. So reach out to me at hesed.heart or support at hesedheart.com and I look forward to talking to you soon.